0: Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today I am bringing it behind the scenes, introducing you to my integrator on my team, Chloe Use. And I'm so excited for you to hear from her directly because the goal of this episode is to help you step into the visionary role as the founding entrepreneur of your business so that you can do more of the things that you were meant to do in this world. And my goal is to help you understand how you as the visionary can work with an integrator in your business. Also known as a project manager, we've since changed the title for Chloe from project manager to integrator. We'll tell you why and we'll tell you where that came from in a moment. But I want you to free up more time to live in your zone of genius to be creative, to cast the vision, to really make sure that you are going exactly where you need to go. I want you to look into the future versus stay in the weeds every single day in your business. If you're stressed out, if you're overwhelmed, if you never have time to get to the things in your business that you know you could do to make a difference for your community, then it is time to dive into this episode because hiring an integrator can change all that. I'm telling you, it's like magic, but it's not. So I'm going to bring in Chloe so you can hear from her directly. You're going to hear about how Chloe and I work together. You're going to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm sure she's going to share some examples and stories that I'm not so proud of, but I think they're important for you to hear as you go on your journey to build your team. And I also want you to really focus on the visionary role for yourself. I've already done an episode all about stepping into that visionary role as the founding entrepreneur of your business. I'm going to. To it in the show notes. And just so you know, there is a freebie with this episode where I'm going to give you the job description for an integrator. So when you're ready, you can download that freebie and you can use it to expand your team. But even if you're not anywhere near ready to hire for a big role like an integrator, that's okay. This episode will still be valuable because I'm going to talk a lot about what you should be doing as the visionary and what you shouldn't be doing as the visionary in your business. Okay, so let's do it. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent and inviting. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Chloe,
1: this is such a treat. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be
0: here with you today, Ames, and all of your listeners. It's going to be a great show, and we're going to get into all things Integrator. But before we get there, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Like, where did you come from, and what did you do before you were part of Team Porterfield? Okay,
1: yeah. So I'm born and raised San Diegan. And before I came here, I worked for the Chopra Center and Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey's 21-Day Meditation Experience. So before here, I I didn't ex- exactly work on an online marketing business. It was two completely different worlds. But I did come to the table with online marketing experience. Your world looked a lot different, but I, did, I, I had
0: a skill set that I was able to apply to my position I have here. I think that's important because we're going to talk a lot about hiring an integrator and what all of you business owners should be looking for in an integrator. So Chloe came to the table with some online marketing experience, which helped in terms of not having to speak a whole different language to her, but there was still a lot to learn. So we'll get into more of that as we get going. So before we get started, Chloe, I thought it would be important to break down the visionary role and the integrator role, because today we're talking about how they work together. So I'll start with a visionary role first. Cool. Sounds great. Okay, so the visionary of the business is the founding entrepreneur, which is many of you who listen to my podcast. So the person who created the business, a visionary is a person who has lots of ideas, is a strategic thinker. Always sees the big picture, has a pulse on the industry, connects the dots, and researches and develops new products and services. Again, the visionary is typically the founding entrepreneur, and he or she operates more on emotion. This person is great with big relationships, the culture of the organization, and really good at solving big, scary problems. Not the little ones, but the big, ugly problems that come up in everybody's businesses. The visionary also sees things others can't. He or she creates and holds the company vision and is great at closing big deals. So visionaries are the creators of everything. So I look at my role in this business as the visionary. Do I do all of these things really well? No, I've actually made it my mission to step into the visionary role more so this year. And I want to embody all of this. I don't just yet, but I'm getting there. So if you feel like, ooh, I don't know if that's me, but it should be me. This is something you can work toward. You don't have to be born a visionary. So I just want to make that really clear. Okay, so that is my role in the business. Now, there's a whole lot of stuff that needs to get done. And if it was just the visionary, the things wouldn't get done. So that's where the integrator role fits in. So, Chloe, break down the integrator role. Okay.
1: So, first of all, if, you've, if you're if you not familiar with these terms as they relate to an online business, I highly recommend the book Rocket Fuel because it breaks down the two roles and also how they work together. So an integrator integrates all major operating functions of the business and ensures everyone is rowing together in the same direction. Simply put, the visionary is deciding the what and the integrator
0: is figuring out the how. I love that. So I get to say, okay, Chloe, this is what we're going to do. And I map out or cast the vision. And then I don't need to worry about how the heck we're going to get it done. Chloe will figure out the how. Now, We work very closely together, and we're going to talk about that, the good, the bad, and the ugly of working closely together, but it's really refreshing to know that I get to focus more on the what, and Chloe will figure out the how. So here's a question for you. What skills are vitally important for an integrator? good
1: question. So there's 16 different personality types and some are better suited for fulfilling an integrator role. If you guys haven't heard about Myers Briggs or the 16 different personalities, I definitely recommend you look it up, but I'm going to dive into that just a little bit. And I'm going to take you through the different types really quick to show you what, in my opinion, is important for someone in this type of role. Cool. So first there's the extrovert versus the introvert, and this is measuring where you get your energy. Second, it's the sensing versus the intuitive, and that's really measuring how you process information. Third, there's the thinking versus the feeling, and this is measuring how you like to make decisions. And lastly, it's judging versus perceiving, and that's really measuring how you live your outer life, like what are your behaviors, So, everyone can take this quiz and find out where they are on each of these four skills. And personally, I am an ESTJ. So, shout out to all my ESTJ peeps. (laughs) Such a nerd. (laughs) I mean, what can I say? I'm very proud of it. So, you guys can definitely Google and learn more about each of these. I'm not going to go into the nitty-gritty, but I wanted to point out is just the few that can make a big difference as it pertains to what we we're talking about, which is what you want to look for in an integrator. So, first, extroverts are better at managing people. So, when you look at the integrator and the fact that they are essentially managing an entire team, I would say that would be more of the preferred type. It is not the only type. I would just say that that's probably a great perk when it comes to an integrator role in a business. The second preference measures how we process information. So between a sensor or an intuitive, it could look really different. The easiest way to put it is that a sensor would be focused more on the details, whereas an intuitive process things at a larger scale. And this is one of the preferences that I think can swing one way or another. I mean, I personally am an S and I see a lot of Value in that given that the nature of an integrator's role is to take something big and break it down into a bunch of actionable steps to make it happen. However, I have several successful integrator peers that are intuitives or ends, and it gives them that ability to grasp the big picture of the visionary. So to me,
0: it's all about the preference of what you're looking for and what works for you and your team. So I'm going to throw you off just a bit and mention something here, and that is that I too. M and S, so it's sensing, right? That's the word. Mm-hmm. And Chloe always says that it's so valuable that we both are S's because we get each other. We can't yeah. kind of speak the same language, totally. And James Wedmore and his integrator Jilly, they are both ends, correct? Right? Yeah. And so I was talking to her, and I I was talking to Chloe, and I said, "Well, they're ends, so it would it be better if we were ends?" And I was just kind of like comparing us because James is a dear friend. And she said, what I think is most important is that the visionary and the integrator actually share that similarity. It's not a letter. Yeah,
1: I think that it definitely helps because if you think about it, because the visionary and the integrator sit down together and they are really figuring out how they're going to move the business forward, the, the visionary is casting this vision of, the what and the integrators figuring out the how, it can be really complicated if you guys are looking at things really differently. So it kind of helps a little bit when you guys both look at and process information in a similar way.
0: So not a must, but if you do have an integrator and you're constantly butting heads, it might be this issue right here. So this preference, so you might wanna look into it. So this is just one thing we look at. We're gonna talk about a whole bunch of other things, but I wanted to break that down. Okay, so give us the third measurement. Great, so the third measurement looks at how we make decisions.
1: So you are rated on a scale as either more of a thinker or a feeler. And I feel like the names can kind of be misleading to this one. So definitely spend just a little bit of time looking into those further if you're interested. But in terms of how that applies to an integrator in the online entrepreneurial industry, I would say that people who score higher as a thinker tend to be less fearful of tech. So let me tell you, that can be a huge part of the job. And I think that that's definitely something to consider. So just wanted to point that out for sure. So lastly, and certainly not least, this is what to me is probably the most important out of all four of the scales. It's the final preference in Myers-Briggs, which looks at our behaviors. So between the two options on the scale, I believe it is vital for any integrator to be more of a judger than a perceiver. And the reason for this, simply put, is that judgers get shiz done. So they are task oriented. They like to make lists of things to do. Work comes before play because at the end of the day, I truly believe that a successful integrator must be personally accountable and able to self-manage and they need to be decisive. So I know that is a lot, but if you take the time to look into the power of this type of assessment tool, I feel like you can really learn a lot about a person which can better help your search for that perfect integrator for your business.
0: Awesome. So we never say that the personality test determines who you hire, but it is a really great tool just to look into the person's personality a little bit more. Definitely. Okay, cool. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. All right. So moving on, I thought it would be pretty valuable if we take people behind the scenes, because I'm promising to do that more and more on this podcast and share a little bit about how you and I work together. Definitely.
1: So we work very closely. Like, I'm pretty sure Amy is number one on my speed dial. I better be, but I don't <laughs> think speed dial's a thing, but I well, better be. <laughs> you know what I mean. But in all seriousness, we really do work together a lot. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've seen you face-to-face every single day this week. I'm
0: pretty sure that's true. That is not always the case, but this it week's isn't. been kind of hectic. Yeah. So And I was gone in Hawaii for a week, and I think she dismissed me, so she wanted to come over every day. I did. I've been <laughs> over
1: to her house every single day. I even slept over last night. <laughs> Let's not tell people. So it's not always like that, but for the most part. And Amy and I are in constant contact with each other and have a regularly scheduled meeting every week. So I think that that's really important to point out is that you better like the person that is your integrator because you guys are going to be working together a lot. It may not be always as much as what I just described right now, but it is very, I am probably the person that she is in contact with the most out of everyone on the team.
0: Totally agree. And I want to jump in here and say that you do not need to hire an integrator that is local. That was actually just a huge coincidence. I wasn't looking for that. And I am an introvert to the core, so I don't really want people in my space a lot when I'm working. However, because I like Chloe's energy and I like how she manages projects and how she gets organized, it's a really good thing to be in my space, like I enjoy her. So with that, it's just worked out really well, but you can hire a virtual integrator for sure. And so I don't want that to stop you, but I do see a lot of perks because you're going to meet with the person regularly conversations happen organically in person. So and true. That's where I found the value in what we do and the fact that you're over at the house a lot. Very so true. So there is a huge plus to that. So if you were to ask me, Amy, should I hire locally or virtually? I'd say, hey, if you can hire locally for your integrator, that's a huge perk, but not a must. Okay, I definitely agree with that. And I wanted to
1: just do one quick little activity just to kind of show you a quick outline of What I would call an accountability chart, kind of going back to that rocket fuel book. So let me paint you a really quick picture. So if you put your name at the top of a piece of paper and you circle it, that is the spot of the visionary, AKA you, the business owner. Now directly below your name is another circle with a line connecting the two. And that is where your integrator goes. Now below that is the rest of your team or your contractors. And the way that works functionally is that Amy's vision or your vision, the business owner's vision is passed down to your integrator and then they take it and run with it, managing the rest of the team to execute it. So let me give you an example of what that looks like for us. One strategy Amy and I have been using a lot as of late is something we've been referring to as a vision doc. And this essentially is one place where Amy compiled her vision of all the things she wants to achieve within the next three months. So she outlined the what. After initial meeting where we reviewed it and ensured we were both very clear on it, it was then up to me to execute it, pulling in the key players and contractors of our team to complete it. So this helps tremendously for both of us because for Amy, it allows her to dictate where the business goes and where our resources are being spent. But for me, it allows me to tackle the things that are the most important to Amy. And I get to focus on those specific things until they're completely completed. And then then I get to move on to the next thing. So it's really helpful when you cast the vision as a visionary and the integrator gets to take it and run with
0: it. Uh, So good. Okay. So let's be honest. It's not always unicorns and rainbows working with me. And (laughs) so I want you to be really honest and you're not going to hurt my feelings. I want you to talk about the struggles between the two of us. Like what comes up for you as an integrator? Okay. Be nice, be nice. So I feel like we lucked out
1: because we are so similar. I mean, we're both sensors, which is a huge help in how we process things. So our thought process is pretty much on the same page. Right. However, there's usually this, like, slight tension between an integrator and a visionary. And people say, if you don't have it, you're doing something wrong. So, it's actually a good thing. And it's something that indicates that you guys are both filling your roles correctly. Oh, that's
0: good. Yeah. I like that. Like, okay, wait. This is so, I just had an aha moment. For so long, we literally had no tension. And it's because I was playing in the integrator role more than the visionary. I talked earlier how I really needed to step in the visionary role. Yeah. And so when I was playing in your world, it was easy that we were agreeing on Mm -hmm. everything. But if I step back and I cast the big vision that might cause a little overwhelm for the team and how to figure it out, then that's where a little bit of that tension comes in. Totally. As it should. Yeah. Cool. So let me explain that just
1: a little bit simply put, the visionary's job is to build the next big vision. So the one in the future, she's already looking ahead. And the integrator's job is executing the previous one. So you can kind of understand if you put yourself in that position, you could kind of see why there would be a tension there. An integrator would be like, wait, 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 wait. And a visionary is like, all right, next thing. So that's like where that natural tension can come from. And an example of that, just in recent, I'm going to totally call you out, Amy. Are you ready? I know what you're going to say. So an example of that would be You guys all know that new release that Instagram just did, the Instagram TV. It was something that was so exciting. Everyone was like jumping in on it to do a new episode. And Amy and I had just sat down for that vision doc meeting where we got super clear on what the marching orders were. I was executing. I was in the middle of something, I think. And I get this text and Amy's like, oh my gosh, that Instagram TV thing is so cool. Let's do it. And I knew right there she was ready to jump on it like that. And hey, I'm all things innovation, I love that, and I never want to stifle Amy, but I was like, hang on there, let me put on my integrator hat and say, okay, we can do that for sure, but I'm going to focus on this right now and then we'll circle back and go back to it. So I just knew that because Amy and I have this relationship where we trust and respect each other, I was able to speak up and say, hang on, Ames, we got to focus on this one thing that you really wanted done when we sat down. So that's kind of a little example inside of what
0: a visionary and integrator conversation and interaction would be in something like that. So coming from my perspective, because I want all you visionaries to really hear how it feels for me when that happens, I send the text and I'm all about IGTV, like bring it on. And Chloe comes back and she says, yeah, I think you actually wrote back, whoa, (laughs) Nellie. And then she said something like, once I get XYZ done and XYZ actually, I think had something to do with our evergreen funnels. So it's pure revenue. Like it was very important to me to fix something in there. So she said, once I get X, Y, Z done, then we can circle back. Now, what was important about that is she reminded me by the X, Y, Z that, oh, I really wanted this other thing. Now, an integrator could say, "Okay, me, we can do that. But are you willing to let go of this? but that felt a little bit aggressive. Like she did it in a way that kind of just was really respectful. So I didn't feel like she was telling me no or taking something away or telling me I was wrong for having these ideas. I think a lot of the times you are very careful with your communication style Mm -hmm. to keep me excited about what we're moving forward with. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think it's super important to have that
1: because if you don't, something especially when you're working virtually things can come across so not the way you intended that yeah, it's you know? true so it's very important and I really try to just put myself in the visionary's shoes like I don't want to be stifled right so and also I am intrinsically a people pleaser it's who I am so in addition to having an integrator that can say, hey, if you want to let go of this project, like that, I don't like that. But at the same time, if I were to say yes to everything,
0: imagine how slowly we Uh, would move forward. It would be horrible. That would be horrible. So I'm so excited that you, I'm so glad that you actually do push back in the way you do. Yeah. One more thing I want to say, and then we're going to move on to the next question, which is, is an integrator an implementer? So marinate on that because I'm coming back to it. All right. But the one thing I want to add here is that one thing I've learned along the way that has been incredibly important is that when you bring an integrator into your business, you must communicate with your existing team and anybody who gets added to the team after, and all of your contractors, you need to communicate that your integrator is your number two. And they are going to be the ones to communicate with everybody else. So what happened with me is that when Chloe came on, I did a terrible job of explaining to my outside contractors and everybody else that I was looking to Chloe to call the shots with everybody on the team. I was going to step back and I was gonna stop managing And instead, let Chloe figure it out and give everybody their marching orders and make sure everything's on task. So there's a little shift that happens that sometimes contractors or team members can get a little bit jolted by, wait a second, why are you stepping out and who's this person stepping in? You have to do a great job of setting them up and communicating to everybody that you're looking to this person Mm -hmm. to take the ball and run with it. So important. I Mm -hmm. really do agree with that. Yeah. So just wanted to put that out there because sometimes it creates some waves in the beginning. Because I think that ultimately you're setting the integrator
1: up for success, but that at the end of the day, that also sets you up for success because then you have less
0: to manage. Yes, which is so important. Remember what I said in the intro of this podcast. My goal is that all of you visionaries out there are those stepping into the visionary role. See how much freedom an integrator can bring to your business and to your life. Okay. So moving on, like I already hinted, does the integrator implement? Are you a doer? No. No.
1: So an integrator is not an implementer. It sounds the same, but it's not the same. An integrator, they're the ones who are going to take the ideas from the visionary and they're going to make them real. Like We drive that execution using the team and contractors. So there definitely needs to be another role that works with, with the integrator that is the implementer. So, for example, an integrator would be responsible for outlining an operating system, but they wouldn't necessarily be the one doing it.
0: What's an operating system to you when you use that word? So, an
1: operating system would be something like how we build a lead page that is going to
0: give us signups for a webinar. So, you would outline how you would do that. And then you would give it to the team to actually make it happen. Exactly. So I'm the one that is
1: really making sure that everyone is doing it in the way that I need it to be done, given that I'm looking for brand consistencies. I'm looking for, I have my Amy hat on, knowing that Amy doesn't like this. She does like this. She doesn't like this. She does like that. And I'm really making sure it's very clear. And then I'm not the one making those. It would really be the team or an implementer or a contractor that would be able to help me with doing that so that I can stay above it a little bit to oversee and manage
0: all of the moving pieces. And you do major QCing. Oh, my gosh. It's like half of my life. Right. So just looking at what everyone's done and making sure it's on track. Okay. So
1: the two work together for sure, but they're definitely different. I mean, if you think about it, it just like
0: wouldn't be sustainable or scalable if someone is trying to do both. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. And I also know that this is something you've worked really hard on over the years because as a natural go-getter, like if you hire an integrator that's a go-getter and they treat your business as their own, and they're really excited to move things forward, it's so tempting to get in there and do it yourself. Oh my gosh, so tempting, absolutely.
1: And it is something that I still to this day struggle with because sometimes I think, oh, I could just do it really quick. Yes. But I'm not A- using my time that can then benefit Amy in a better way. And B, I'm also not setting up the team for success because I'm not letting them in to try and learn. Yeah. So I can cons- I constantly have to go back to that and say, take a step back, Chloe. It's not about going fast all the time. It's about making sure that we can go far. And I'm totally pulling from that one quote that I read you the other day. Oh no <laughs> she butchers this. So be
0: careful guys. Try it. Let
1: me see if I can remember it. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far go together.
0: Good job. drop. <laughs> you, you guys should have heard her trying to tell me that one the other day. Book I, your day. I had to Google it. <laughs> okay. So tell us what a day in the life looks like for an integrator. I'm assuming every single day is the same.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting in a cubicle. No, it is never the same. And let me tell you, I freaking love it. Like it is every day I wake up and I'm like, so What's my job today? And I love that. So definitely keep in mind that when you are hiring an integrator, or if you're hiring someone or you're escalating someone's position within a team that you already work with to be an integrator, make sure that that is something that doesn't scare them. Change shouldn't scare them. So You have to be on board with constant change. So I could just give you a quick little insider's view of what my days would look like. Sometimes I'm helping the team out with moving on from issues or problems, something's a roadblock in their way of getting something done. I help them out. Or I'm working on project plans in Asana and typically I'm doing those late in the night because that's when I really, for some reason, get creative and can think of things. And sometimes I'm meeting with Amy on big vision plans for the future and I'm just trying to kind of, absorb all the things that she's putting out for what she wants us to focus on next. And then sometimes I'm doing competitive research and looking at different strategies that we can do so that I can figure out the how. When Amy gives me the what, I'm like, all right, how can I figure out how to do that? And there's a lot, a big portion of the integrator role that is looking at how can I do that in the best possible way that would produce the best results. And that takes time. That takes strategy. That takes looking at what other people are doing and realizing what works and what doesn't. And that is also why it's so important that an integrator is not an implementer because
0: you need space and time to do that. So true. And the one thing you said about helping the team is so important because Chloe manages almost everybody on the team and she manages all contractors. And so with that, she meets with team members every single week. So you have a a pulse on what everybody's doing on the actual team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that part's really important. I know it takes a lot of her time. So that's one thing that's really constant with her role as well. Okay, Chloe, I think we're getting to the favorite, your favorite part of the interview. Ooh. So I know that you love a few specific tools that are like vital to an integrator role. And I was thinking if you could break down just three of them for us. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So... I'm just going to start with the fact that I might marry Asana. like Asana, 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 I
0: think you need to come sponsor the podcast. I think I'm going to get a tattoo. <laughs>
1: Stop <laughs> it. Tattoo on my wrist with Asana.
0: So anyone new with this, it's A-S-A-N-A, project management tool. There's a lot of them out there, but we love Asana.
1: Yeah. Some people use Monday. I mean, I don't even know some of the other ones. Boot because camp, Oh, yeah. Uh, Basecamp. Basecamp.
0: Just joking. <laughs> Basecamp. So
1: Asana is my jam. I love it. And there's so many things that I could go into, which... I'm literally going to start, or I'm going to try with all of my heart to not go into the weeds on this one because I really could, but just Google Asana. You can actually Google this phrase, Asana help guide. Watch your mind be blown. They literally have videos, tutorials, webinars. They break down everything. They show you how to use the tool, how to maximize it, and it's so amazing. So that is definitely one thing that I'm obsessed with. Tell them the rule, like what you're
0: saying. Oh my gosh, the team team. is gonna
1: roll their eyes as they listen to this. Yes. So if it's not in Asana, it's not happening. So that is seriously my rule. Like. We talk to each other in so many different outlets. We have a Instagram group chat. We have Slack. We have Skype sometimes. We have so many different ways that we communicate with each other because I think communication is super important. But at the end of the day, no action item should ever be put through Slack or something else because that's when things slip. You know, you're not scrolling back to look at a thread in Slack. You're, you're going into your asana and looking at your my tasks for the day. So I think it's super important for, everyone to have that as home base. And I'm going to go into, I'm actually having, I have another tip that I'm going to give you, but that's number three on this list. So I'm going to hold on that. Okay. But my next thing is snag it. So have you guys ever seen, sometimes Amy will post in the Facebook group, like a little screencast link, and it'll be like a walkthrough of her screen and her voice is coming through. So that is Amazing as an integrator because when you're working as an integrator and you're QCing something or you're giving instruction to a team member, you're setting your rules or operating system for someone, communication is so important. Like I said before, the way you deliver something can make or break how someone takes it and how someone is going to feel inspired to take action on your instruction. And so I think that Snagit is this amazing tool because I can literally walk through, I I can walk through a process. I can kind of give that personal feel rather than being that robot behind a screen that people can be like, wow, that's a direct order. You know, it, it softens things up and it also makes things super clear and it just makes it amazing. I mean, do, am I getting that point across how yes, amazing it is? It is amazing. You you guys. Snagit. Okay. So moving on, this one's a little bit different from what
0: you guys would probably expect. I love Siri on my I, iPhone. When she told me this, when I said, think about some tools, I thought this was a weird one, but then I realized why you use it. Yeah.
1: So the reason why I love Siri is I'm one of those people that literally right when I'm driving or when I get into bed to go to sleep, that's when the idea comes to me. Or that's when I start going, oh my God, is that email scheduled? Or, oh my God, did I tell that one contractor that they needed to edit this thing? And I genuinely feel like because I have my hands in so many different pots, I will drop something if I don't do it in that moment. And that's a really bad place to be in because you guys have all heard of the term context switching. That's going to really stunt your productivity. So for me, I use Siri as a way to just be an extension of my brain. And I'll just be, you know, get, I just got into bed and I'll say, Hey Siri, remind me tomorrow. Oh, my phone's going to beep. <laughs> um, I'll say something like, remind me to make sure that the FOMO fix email for next month is written because I literally will think it is that I, I don't remember. And then the next morning What happens is it'll pop up on my phone and I'll be able to put that into Asana. So it's just super helpful. If I'm working on a project and I want to call Amy about something, I'll just say, Hey Siri, call Amy in 10 minutes and remind me to talk to her about this. And so it'll always just give you that little extra note. It's
0: just like a personal assistant. I think it's great because it won't take Chloe out of what she's working on if she is working on a specific project. Like we will be having a meeting and she'll be like, oh, shoot, I need to make sure I did X, Y, Z. She'll tell Siri and then she'll come back to us. Yeah. So I think the whole context switching part of this is brilliant. I love that. Okay. So here we go. Final words of wisdom for the visionary who is going to take the leap and hire their integrator. Like, What could you share with that visionary to help them on their journey? Okay.
1: So I would say that wearing too many hats distracts you from strategizing and focusing on what vision you want for your business. So if you hire an integrator, they can help you excel your business forward by allowing you to focus on the things that only you can do. And I can tell you a few things that Amy did that truly helped set me up for success so that you can take that and really decide if that's something that you want to do to help bring your integrator to the best of their abilities to help support you well i'd like to hear those things hit it okay so she's (laughs) amazing um all right so the first thing is she gave me
0: her time scout (laughs) scout is coming and he's doing a big lion he must
1: have known we were about to talk about his mama bear (laughs)
0: So the first
1: thing is she has this really cute dog. Yes. That that's why
0: Chloe really works for me, you guys. I'm pretty sure she's obsessed with Scout. She has this dog scout
1: that I come over for quote unquote meetings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So seriously. So Amy gave me her time. When I first started, I remember a few instances where you literally sat me down and you You stopped what you were doing. And it goes back to that. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And Amy sat me down. And it was before a launch. And you were like, I'm just going to walk through an entire project plan of what we just did for our last launch before you joined the team. And I'm going to explain everything. And then you can take that and make it your own.
0: And, oh, did she make it her own. Oh. Today, it looks very different than oh. what I showed her three years ago. But it was so helpful for me because in
1: doing that, I was able to understand a little bit more about our business, a little bit more about her communication style, a little bit more about how she likes things done. And then those little details. She, As we were going through, she's like, so you're going to work with this contractor. And then we would literally stop and she would make an email introduction. Like It was so big. And you stopped and you gave me your time rather than just being like, all right, take it and run with it from the get-go. So that's pretty big. And then in addition to that, you gave me room to learn and try things. You gave me your trust and oh my gosh, I could cry. (laughs) It was just, (laughs) it was so, it was such a big thing for me because it, that is why Amy has always said, thank you for treating my business like your own. And that is why Amy trusts me. And that makes me feel like, part of her business is my own. I genuinely take it and I run with it. And, and she gives me room for that. And that is really big. A lot of people say, oh, I need a Chloe. Well, I think a big thing is genuinely that I, it is not okay. I do not end my day. If there is a problem, like her business is my own and I treat it with so much ownership because you allowed me space to do that. You didn't control me. You, you let me find my way and you let me take ownership of things. And it was so important.
0: Oh, that's really nice. I love you. I love you tons. <laughs> Chloe, thank you so much for joining me here today. This has been fantastic. I really wanted to take people behind the scenes and just let all of you see what it's like to work with an integrator and really share my journey in terms of I'm not really nailing the visionary role just yet, but I'm making every effort to become master in that role so that I can really focus on the things I love to focus on and also let Chloe shine in her role as the integrator. So again, thanks, Chloe, so much. Love you dearly. Thank you
1: so much. And thank you to all of you for letting me come on and share my little tips on an integrator.
0: I hope you guys find what it is you're looking for so that you guys can be the best visionary you can be. Speaking of, if you are looking for an integrator, we have this fantastic freebie, and it's the exact integrator job description that I used and that I encourage my students to use as well. So I'm going to give you the job description for an integrator and a test run assignment that you can use during the hiring process. So when we get down to two or three top candidates, we give them an assignment and I'm going to give you that test run assignment and you can make it your own. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 224, that's amyporterfield.com forward slash 224, you can sign up to get a special link that will take you to a Google document template. You can copy the template and then make it your own for both the integrator job description and the test run. So do that now before you forget, even if you're not ready to hire an integrator, I think the job description will help you understand what you're looking for in the future. And then of course, you want to keep that test run for the future as well. Also don't miss next week's episode number 225 with Sunny Leonard Doozy. We are talking all about YouTube marketing and how IGTV fits in with YouTube marketing and also how to grow your email list with your videos. It's a fantastic episode. It's step-by-step. We're going to give you a formula. I can't wait to introduce you to Sunny if you're new to her. And if you already know Sunny, you know how fantastic she is around all things video. So it's a fantastic episode. So that's number 225 next week. I'll see you here. Same time, same place. Oh, and before I forget, have you subscribed to the podcast just yet? I don't want you to miss anything. And if you subscribe to the podcast, you will be notified with all new episodes. And I've been putting out bonus episodes that I don't talk about anywhere else. So you got to get that notification. So make sure if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the podcast. And again, I will be talking to you very soon. Okay. Bye Bye for now. Now. Chloe, (laughs) she liked to get in there at the end. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.